welcome to track number seven of the I Shall Wait For Me. Hallelujah. Father, thanks for the blessing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated for a moment. All right. The islands shall wait for thee. And um, you have two points. Point number three. The islands will wait for you to realize that you will not and cannot fail. Amen. Amen. You cannot fail. The islands are waiting for someone who will not fail and who cannot fail. Amen. Isaiah 42 verse 4. He shall not fail nor be discouraged until he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Amen. Now, Failure is not an option. When I went to Orlando, to the, we were there, to the space center where they were launching rockets, one of the things they kept saying was failure is not an option. When they send a rocket, it's like it can't fail, shouldn't fail, because it would be serious for the rocket to fail. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 42, verse 1, it says, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect, in whom my soul delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. So you are going to speak to the Gentiles. Verse 2, He shall not cry nor lift up his voice to be heard in the streets. Verse 3, a bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flask he will not quench, till he shall bring forth judgment unto the truth. Right? And verse 4. Right? And he shall not fail. This verse is quoted in Matthew about Jesus Christ. Referring to Jesus Christ. Just leave it down, my darling. Leave it down. Yes, yeah, fine. He shall not fail nor be discouraged until he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. You know, this passage is perhaps most applicable to those of us in the Caribbean because there are real islands. This is the continent of islands. And this continent of islands is mentioned in the Bible. The isles shall wait for his law. And the Bible is telling us here that the servant of God will not fail. Will not fail. Now, failure is always determined by the one who sets the examination. Right? So you have not failed until you have failed in the eyes of him that sent you. 
Say wow. Wow. No, wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> until you fail in the eyes of God, until you fail in the eyes of God, you've not failed. You may have failed in the eyes of man, but you've not failed in the eyes of God. Say wow. Now, men may say you failed, but until God says you failed, you have not failed. Wow. Amen. Now, failure is what God calls failure. Now, there are people who people are not happy with, but I'm happy with them. I'm happy with them. But some people are not happy with them, but I'm happy with them. So you must know who you are working for. And if the person you are working for is happy that you are doing what he wants you to do. Now, wow. Now, people think, people think, Always people have an opinion of what you should do. Yes. Not even what you should, who you should choose, what you should do. Then they also have an opinion of who you should choose. In fact, they have an opinion of everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They, they actually feel you should do this, you should do this, you should do this, you should go here, this is the right thing to do, this is the right thing to do. Everybody has what he thinks. And amazingly enough, one of the most amazing times when people have opinions about you, when you are going to marry, they all have that. This person suits you. This one is good for you. This one is better for you. Meanwhile, you are the one who is going to be in the soup. Wow. One day I went to a church which was like, you see this hall, like maybe two, three times the size of this hall. And at the back of the hall, was about 1,000 chairs. Yes. But in front was a chairs like this row and this row. And these were the ones that were arranged. But the 1,000 chairs were arranged at the back. So I asked the pastor that, I see there are chairs. They asked the pastor. I asked somebody else. I didn't want to embarrass the pastor. But I asked the person who was me that, I mean, were there more people before? He said there were more people. More. This whole place was full. Yes. <laughs> so where are the people? And then they, they told me, one day after church on Sunday evening, pastor went home with his wife. The wife was sitting on the bed reading a book. 
and he was in the other place, and she suddenly had a heart attack on the bed. And she died. They called the ambulance and everything. They died. It's a country that ambulances work. So they called ambulance, and the ambulance came. And she... she wow. <laughs> ambulance came. They tried to resuscitate her, but she died. Her funeral was on Thursday. She died on Sunday. Her funeral was on Thursday. So the pastor was without his wife. One year passed. Two years passed. Then he picked a lady who used to work actually with the video or the sound. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm telling you a story. I, okay, I will not tell you the story again. So you have to be quiet. So he picked a lady who was sitting and work, working. She had been working in the church for eight years. Not full time, just works, just works in church. And uh, when he married her, everybody left. Yeah. All the chairs were the people who left because they didn't like his choice. Wow, this is a real wow. This is a real wow. The wow you must say at the right time. Don't say all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm saying that to say, to make it the point that everybody has his opinion of what you think is right, of what they think is right for you. You get it? So if you are so affected by what people think, you may end up not doing what is right. So he shall not fail nor be discouraged. It must be failure in the eyes of the one who sent you. If you are not disapproved of by the one who sent you, you are not disapproved. It means you are approved. If the one who sent you is okay with you, you are okay. Is it clear? John chapter 17. Now, before we do John 17, let's do Exodus chapter 4. Let's do Exodus 4. Beautiful. In Exodus 4, The Lord said to Moses in verse 2, What do you have in your hand? I have a rod now. Cast it on the ground. And the Lord said to Moses, Put forth your hand. Take it by the tail. And you know the story, what happened. Then Moses said to the Lord in verse 10, Lord, I'm not eloquent. You know, I don't speak nicely. I don't understand the accent of the people. By the way, there's, there are some courses called accent reduction courses. So you can actually take a course to reduce your accent. Yes, if your accent, wow. If, if, your, if your accent is too strong, we have accent reduction courses. Yes, where you can, which you can attend to reduce your accent. When you are, especially when you are a missionary, you realize that when they say 
this, you don't understand, or when you speak, nobody understands, it's like Chinese or something. So you need an accent reduction course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, it's not Aaron the Levi, thy brother. He said, I know he can speak well. I know he can speak well. I don't want him. I don't want somebody who speaks well. I, I, I want you. Isn't it not amazing when God insists on having you? You know, love is a mysterious thing. You, you don't even understand why somebody loves you. So when somebody loves you, you know, you should appreciate that you are loved, that you are chosen. You know, one day I was talking to a sister who wasn't married, and she said something to me that touched my heart. I'd never thought about it before. She said, oh, it's not that I want a man or I need somebody or I need whatever. She said, but just the idea that nobody wanted me. Yeah, said, like nobody wanted me. I'd never thought about that. I just thought maybe, you know, I'm not married, so whatever. So those of you who have been chosen and somebody wanted you, you better behave well before God will send people to change your position. There are more than 200 people ready to take your place if you don't know. You better be grateful for the position you have. Say thank you every day. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for marrying me. Thank you for bringing me to your house. Amen? Amen. Shh. Are you listening? So God said, I know, I know Aaron is like this, is like, but I like you. I like you, Moses. Is it not surprising that God likes you? Look at all your family, your family members. Now you like they are better, nicer people. Sometimes you look at your sisters and your brothers, and you can feel that they are they are, they are more they are better than you, nicer maybe, but you are chosen. Thank God for choosing you. Amen. All right. Now, verse 19. So the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go, return to Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. So Moses took his wife and his sons and set them upon an ass and returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return to Egypt, See that you do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I've put in your hand. But I will harden his heart that he shall not let the people go. Amen. Amen. Now, let's talk about failure and success. God sent Moses on a mission 
that he knew would not work. He says, Pharaoh will not let you go. But I'm sending you to somebody to ask him for something that he will say no. But I'm still sending you. What do you think? I said, wow. Because we always have the feeling that if God is sending you, it's going to be very successful. But God says he will not let you go. Go and ask him, it won't work. <laughs> it's like telling, call this person and ask him for that, but he will say no. Tell him that we really need whatever, but he will say no. Call him, but he will say no. So what's the point? The point is that God has asked you to do something, and that when you do it, you are successful. If success is not that Pharaoh let the people go. The success is that you obeyed God. That is success. You are thinking to yourself, success is that the people are let go. No. The success is that you did what God wanted you to do. Come here, my dear. My dear. This little girl, you know, I sent her on a mission to, uh, she and her husband, to, uh, where did I send you? Zambia. Zambia. Livingston. And her husband died a few weeks ago. Yes, a young man. They're all in, they're all in their 20s. Huh? Yeah. I don't know why you are staring. Are you staring at us? Yeah. Now, you see, when her husband died, you know, I don't, I don't go to funerals. I don't need to go. But I, I went to the funeral. He said, people thought, what had they achieved? They had a few children, few people in the church, a new church, few, just a few months, not even a year. They were not even married. They were not even married a year. And he died suddenly. But I went to the funeral and I hailed him as a hero. Because to me, you see, and you see it in heaven. He was a hero. Not because there was a big church in Zambia or because there was a thousand people. You see, that's what God said. You go. It will not work at all. <laughs> it's, it's written there. He will not let you go. Yeah. Make sure you do all these wonders I put your hand back. He will not. It will not work. But success is not that. It's what, not what you think. Oh, we had a big car. We had a, a big house. We had seven children. We lived so long. We did this. We did that. No, success is God said go and you went. God said speak and you spoke. So to me, this young man who went there was a hero. And she's also a, a heroine. Is that what is that the English word? Yeah. yeah. Heroine? Heroine? No. <laughs> wow. 
You get it? Yeah. So you see, you have your own version of what is success. And if you work for somebody, you'll be surprised, because I have people that work for me, and there are people that I am pleased with. People are not pleased with the person. I'm pleased with the person. But I'm happy with the person. I think the person is great. And you may think, who is that? It's your opinion, and your opinion is not important when it comes to the person who sent the person. Amen. Are you still around or you are leaving? Yes. Did you go or did you not go? Look, when we all preach and we live to be 70, 80, 100 years old, the Caribbean islands are still going to be full of sinners. It's not as though you are coming to change the world. You don't know what is the world. The world is very big. Look, I've been preaching hard for 30 years. <laughs> the world is more evil and more wicked than when I started preaching. My success is not measured by the level of evil in this world. My success is not measured that there's more evil in Ghana where I live than when I became a Christian I started preaching 30 years ago. More evil. Things never existed before they exist now. That's not how you can measure me. And I don't think that's how God is going to measure me. He's going to say, uh, come here my son, you know. Ghana is worse off than when I put you, I sent you there. You have bad faith. No. It's not my fault that Ghana is worse. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. At least I preach, isn't it? At least I try to start a church. Yes, I try to do something. So God said, I'm sending you to something that is not going to work. No way it will not work. But I'm sending you. Go. Simple. So learn the definition. He says he will not fail. The islands are waiting for somebody who will not fail. Amen. To not fail is to not do what God says. It's not Failure is not that, oh, it, it, well, we didn't have a, a church, a huge church with thousand people coming. Failure is you were told what to do. You didn't do what you were told to do. You are not God. There are many elements in success, in what people call success. Many things go into church growing. Many things go into things working a certain way. It's not just, just, Starting something. Maybe it's, I'm supposed to start, somebody's supposed to continue, that person will continue, then the fourth person is going to see it big. We are all children of the Catholic Church, whether we like it or not. Catholic are our fathers. They have been here, they were here before. Look, it was just about four, five hundred years ago, everybody who called himself a Christian was a Catholic. If you are Christian, you are Catholic. Yes. If you were a Christian, you'd be a Catholic. It's the last 400 years that the church has diversified. But till Martin Luther, if you are a Christian in any part of the globe of this earth, you are a Catholic. <laughs> yes. 
So they are the parents of all of us. And they have contributed to whatever we have in the Caribbean today. Even you may be New Testament Church of God, Assembly, Seventh-day Adventist, Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever. Before that was Catholic and there was something and there was something and then where you are. So we are all just adding on a little bit. Nobody is very important. So success is not being big and pompous and famous. Success is doing what he says you should do. That is success. I hope you understand what I'm saying. All right? So I'm saying this, and I'm giving this example because, you know, I once had a missionary in Congo. He rented a house. He was sleeping in his pajamas. That day he wore his best pajamas. And the house collapsed on him. He never saw the light of day again. His body was brought back home. He, he died in his pajamas. I saw it. Am I to say that, guys, 20-something years old, you see all these people, not that there was any huge church in Congo up even until today, but that he went and he obeyed and he was sleeping innocently in his bed. He didn't know that the house would collapse. How was he to know? How do you know when the house is going to collapse? He was in the house. And he just came down. He never woke up. So, success, and to me, he's a, he's a hero. But you see, you go to heaven and you see all these people, great people. William Carey, Adoniram Judson. Adoniram Judson, when he came back to America, he was invited to come and speak. When he called, there were a lot of people in the hall. And they were clapping for him. He was shocked. So what is it? Because he was a downtrodden missionary in Burma. His two wives have died. <laughs> he came as a widower. It's like a failure. He was surprised that even humans were recognizing him. What? He was, he was shocked. He said, what is this program? He was shocked that people have heard of him and were following what he was doing. But to him, it was like nothing's really working. He's just going to live and die with his faith. Yeah. And then, 54 years he was, huh? And he saw a 27-year-old beloved. Yeah, she, she was just a secretary come to help him write his book. You know, the story of his second wife. He said, I want to write a story about his second wife. And as she was helping him, he said, look, do you feel the feelings I feel? <laughs> That's a wow. And he, beloved, oh, sir, everyone was shocked. And again, people have their opinions. How can you marry somebody who is, you are twice, twice the person's age? You see, people have opinions. This, you are successful. You are a failure. You are not doing good. You are bad. You are good. You are nice. You are not nice. Hey! What you need is God's opinion about you. What did he say you should do? Have you done what he's told you to do? He married her and carried her with him back to Burma in the ship. Yes. And when he got back, shortly after that, she had, it. She had one child. She was pregnant again. And then he got sick. That was it. Married for like six years. 
four years, and then and he died. Yeah, three wives. Some say, "Are you? Are you not Why can't you pray, the wife? You don't have anointing. You don't have this. Shut your big mouth, okay? Shut your big mouth. Shut your big mouth." What you are talking about? People that are honored by God. By the time Moses went to see Pharaoh several times and it wasn't working, each time he came back to report that Pharaoh said no. Pharaoh said no. Almost 12 times. So I said no. I said no. Even Pharaoh was threatening his life. If I see you again. Never come to this room and come with such a stupid request. That each time something bad happens in the country, they'll call Moses. We are suspecting that all the bad events in this country are caused by your presence. You are the bad person in this country. Since you came here, things are not working in this nation. <laughs> what a mission to fail 10 times. 11 times. How many plagues were there? I think 10 of them. Yes. So nine times it was failing. But he was always increasingly successful to God. And that's why God didn't even want Aaron. People have thought that Aaron would have been better. Aaron speaks like, when Aaron speaks like, he has big, these big words. Like, I mean, dictionary words. I mean, Merriam-Webster dictionary words and encyclopedia words. But God said, I don't, I don't like that. I don't need no words, man. I just need a nice person like Moses who will do what I say. Yeah. There was something God saw about Moses that God liked. That wasn't obvious to people. Yeah. He was wanted for murder in Egypt. Yes, he was wanted for murder. He was wanted for murder. He was not like his brother Aaron. Yeah. He failed nine times. He was sent. Go. Uh, uh, Pharaoh, I'm here to ask requests for the people to leave um, Egypt. You like to leave by next week, Friday. <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh was stunned by the audacity. What do you mean you want these people to leave? Do you know what they are doing here? to migrate out of the country to depopulate the nation. What do you mean? Walk out of this man. Walk him out. The next day, frogs came to the country and said, ah, could it be the way I spoke to this man? Call him back. But each time Moses went back, he had to report failure. And the people grew wild. They said, it seems you people don't have much to do. We, we, we are given to increase your work. So that you work very hard and you know you not have stupid ideas that come from idleness. But all along, God was so happy. God was having fun. God was having fun. Because he had a very obedient person. He had a very obedient person. Amen. Amen. 
Is it beautiful? You will not fail in your mission. I said you will not fail in your mission. Amen. Wow. I said wow. You will not fail. Mm. Now. Matwana Shumadama Madonamana Kalubalama Doda de Melebore Sharaba Daliban de Lebeneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneveneven
Amen. When what happened? In the wilderness of Zin, all right? Because you sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel, yet thou shalt see the land before thee, but thou shalt not go hither unto the land which I give thee to the children of Israel. Amen. Amen. Now, God told Moses, speak to the rock, but he struck the rock. That was a little thing, but it was a big thing to God. Yes. It was a little thing, but it was a big thing to God. I say, speak to the rock, you are hitting the rock. I say, speak to the rock, you are hitting the rock. I say, do signs and wonders, you are only preaching. Can cost you your life at a certain level. Now, when we go to Israel, you see, you see this Mount Nebo, and you will see the River Jordan going like this. And when, you are, when we are standing around Jericho, at the junction of Jericho, you see that that's the river Jordan there. Beyond it are mountains. So the children of Israel were coming this way from Jordan, and they came up to the Mount Nebo. And you see the mount there. That's where Moses stood. And God showed him, see all this land I've given it to you. I wanted you to see it. But you can't come, you can't cross the Jordan, and you can't enter. But just look at it. Because you obeyed me, but there was only once when you failed. It was when you didn't obey me. And it seemed like a little thing, but it was important to me. Now, Derek Prince said God told him something when he called him. He said, you must learn to obey me in little things and in big things. Yes. You must learn to obey me in little things. If I look at my pastors and I see pastors that are often sometimes not doing well, it's often a small thing. It's usually not a big thing. Yes. You see, it takes a colossal mind to observe the obvious. I'll say it again. It takes a colossal mind to notice obvious things. For instance, who am I preaching to now? Children, young people, students. But it takes almost like a big mind to notice that it is young people we are speaking to. It takes a big mind to see that young people are of great interest to God. Yes. You have to learn to obey God in the little things as well as in the big things. Why did Moses, this is bigger, go and ask Pharaoh, let my people go 10 times, walk through the, the Red Sea, cross the mountains, defeat these people in battle, go over Jordan. Moses was excellent in everything. One little thing, he was not excellent in it. So Derek Prince says that when God called him, he told him, you must learn to obey me in big things as well as in the small things. 
So what small things are there that we are not into? And often those are the things that make the difference in your life and your ministry. So dear friends, failure is when you do not obey God in a big thing or a little thing. So when he says, when the island says, the aisles shall wait for you. The aisles are waiting for people that will obey in little things as well as in the big things. Most of the time we emphasize to missionaries, communication. Communication. To many people, it's even like a cultural request. It's even a cultural request. Because so in my culture, I don't communicate. We don't call, we don't speak, we don't text, we don't communicate in my culture. If you are grown up, we don't do that. So that, for instance, is like a little thing to some people, but it's a very big thing, for instance, to me. But it may be a little thing to you. Once I speak to you, I get to know you. All the people here that I speak to, speak to, make the effort to talk to me, make the effort to speak to me, press to have some kind of interaction. Those people get noticed. Oh, yes. They get noticed. And you see, the Bible says the kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven suffers suffer violence and they press into it. We, we are to press into the kingdom. We are to press, not to sit back and say, the kingdom will come to me. You see, the man who was there when Jesus found him 38 years. I mean, an angel has been coming 38 years. By even the 20th year, you should have known when the angel comes. He was there for 38 years in the same position. Never able to move one his bottom out of that position to be there. Yes. Even at least to lie down by the pool and plan to roll in. Every year he said it will be all right. Everything's going to be okay. God is in control. Amen? So, little things. Never assume when somebody says, I don't like this. Because look at Moses and Aaron. Aaron, Aaron is I said, I don't like Aaron. I said, I like you. Why? Probably something we don't, will not never ever know. The real speaker is there. And this is a job of speaking. We're going to speak to Pharaoh and then you speak to the people. This is a speaking job. Somebody who knows how to talk. You see, later on, Aaron went to build a, a calf of gold. He said, God knows the people he doesn't like. He said, this guy said, I don't like him. I said, I don't like him. If it wasn't for Aaron, they would not have built such a stupid a cow made of gold for people to worship. What do you mean? People often don't know why people choose people. Something small sometimes is the reason why people like people. True. Something small. As I grow, I realize more and more little things that I don't like. Yes. It doesn't flourish around me. It doesn't work. 
people don't realize. When the person says, I say, I don't like this. You know, there's this story I, I read. I forget the exact name of the place. But there was this man who made a mistake, did something, committed some kind of a sin, a mistake, a crime. And he was arrested. And the governor said he had to be beaten with lashes in public. And he told the governor that I prefer to die. Please execute me. Because I don't like to be beaten in the public. Execute me. And the governor said, I'm not executing you. Why should I execute you? You don't deserve to be executed. I will lash you. The man said that lashing is worse. And it's a true story. To me, lashing is worse. So execute me. He didn't mind him. He took him to the public square and lashed him and set him free. The governor finished his tenure of office and he heard a rumor that the man whom he lashed has planned to kill him. <laughs> wow. wow. So he migrated 200 kilometers away. The man who was beaten with the lashes, who said, I say I don't like to be lashed. He walked on foot 200 kilometers to the town. When the governor heard it, he was frightened. And he left again to another town 400 kilometers away on a horse. Wow. wow. But the man, no problem. He walked. He didn't get any horse. He said, I said, I don't like it to be big. I said, I don't like that. I said, I don't like that. He walked the 400 kilometers on his foot to the town. It's a true story. And came to the, when the man heard it, the governor heard he was frightened and he moved again to another place. The man followed. I said, look, I told you to kill me. I told you to kill me. I said, I don't like this. What you are doing, I don't like it. He followed, he walked, he walked patiently. All his mission was to kill the man. He walked to the next town, went to the man's house and killed him. Yes. I say that. What you are doing, I don't like it. Don't lash me, kill me. So when God calls you, and when God is giving you his instructions, and now you are in the church, you may not easily hear God speaking to you clearly, but you hear his things in the church, in the preaching. Yeah. Do this. Listen to this. Flow with this. Obey your... I mean, you can't tell whatever little thing is. Obeying it and learning to obey in little things and in big things, it will be the greatest blessing for your life. When God says forgive, say, oh... I'm not killing the person. I say I'm forgiving. I, I, I don't want to. God said, forgive. Leave it. People who don't forgive. So, but it's a small thing. I'm serving God. You are serving God. And God says that you should forgive. Oh, forgiving. You're forgiven, but you behave differently. Yes, you behave differently. You've targeted the person. You own the person hasn't fallen into your net. You've targeted the person. 
The person hasn't fallen into your net. Are you listening? Yes. Failure is failure to obey. John 17, verse 1. John 17, verse 1. Beautiful. These words spake Jesus as he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. Eh? Verse 2. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Eh? Verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Verse 4. I have glorified thee on earth. I have what? Finished thy word, which thou gavest me. I finished. I finished. Finished? Yeah. What have you finished? Where is the university? Where is the hospital you built? Where is the uh, uh, house you've bought? Where is nothing? What is the work? Carry on. (laughs) And now, Father, glorify me. You see, Jesus finished the work. And it goes on. Verse 6. Doctor, read for me. Help me. Read it. Verse 6. I have manifested thy name unto the Mm. men which thou gavest me. I have manifested thy name. Yes, go on. Out of the world. Thine they were, Mm. and thou gavest them me. Yes. And they have kept thy way. Wow. Verse 7. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Woo! Verse 8. Verse 8. Beautiful. For I have given... Look at, look, I finished it. Look at what he said. For, for I, yes, let me say, for I have given unto them the words which thou givest me. I've given them the words. I finished my work. Oh, I've given them the words. You may think I'm a failure, but I've given them the words. You would say Jesus was a failure when he hung on the cross, eh? Who was left? John and his mother and Mary Magdalene. Three people whom you can feel are of a low grade. Yeah. Number one, mother. Every mother will be touched by this whole thing. John, a teenager. He was the youngest and lived to be the oldest. Close, easily impressed, close to Jesus. Mary Magdalene, whose motives are questionable as to why... She was so close to Jesus. I mean, it's a questionable thing. And you as a savior of the world, you say God so loved the world that he's come to save the world. Here you are dying. And who are the three characters standing there? This is the end of your life and your ministry. You are dead, disgraced, murdered, killed by a kangaroo court. Two court, Pilate court, the chief priest court, everybody has condemned you. The whole city rose up and condemned you as a useless and evil man who deserves to be thrown out. You are murdered in the most horrific way. You died in the most horrific way. And every person who you call disciple, especially the one you appointed as a rock of ages, in charge of everything, has fled like a dog, ran away, said they don't know, they don't know you from anywhere. And you are left with three characters. Wow. But Jesus, before he went to the cross, said, I've finished my work. I've given them 
Words. I've given them words. You see, God has a mission. And once you finish your mission, you can lie down and go to bed. We see you up in the stars. Yeah. Some of those stars you see twinkling, they are people. Jesus said, I am the bright and morning star. You'll be shocked at who Jesus is. The day you see him in his glory, you'll be shocked at what a star is. But I saw an angel standing in the sun. Yes. So, obedience in little things, in big things, guarantees 100% success. Yes. Guarantees 100% success. So, all of us missionaries and all of us here, you want to be successful, and I'll tell you, you want to get, have a beloved, you want, you'll be surprised why people choose people. I mean, look, the ladies, you see most people, most girls are nice at least for a point. Some are nicer longer, but at least most are nice, most are nice for a period. I think there is a short season of niceness. True or not True. And you wonder why people choose people. If you want to be chosen, remember this secret. That's what Paul's relationships. That's what Paul's relationships. The relationships that I have that are spoiled or that could be better have been spoiled by the smallest things. Yes. The big things are all intact. The small things are gone. I can mention seven relationships right now, which I, of course, I won't. Seven relationships that I have, which would have, let's say, been at level 100 or level 90 or level 80, but they're at level 10, level 6, level 5, level 3, level 4, level 14. Not from anything big. All the big elements are there. The big elements are there. Christianity, this, brotherhood, what, love, this, 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 ABC. Small things. You must learn how to be obedient in big things and in small things. Many people are not behaving well. Some, some not many, but some people. Maybe, maybe many, depending on your background or the, the ground of your back. <laughs> 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 it's a wow, yeah. Yeah. You know, when sometimes you talk to somebody, a, a, a young lady, she's going to get married to a brother, you find out they don't even think about sex. It's like, oh, it's something that we'll do anyway. It's like somebody, they're thinking of so many other things. But sex is like, oh, yeah, that one, of course. It's like, it's, 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 it's I mean, it's, it's what would be, yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> that, the, that the area may be the area that may be of great importance, but it's not even thought of twice. You are looking at the wrong parameters to tell yourself whether you are successful or not. Yes. Have you obeyed him who called you? 
If God tells you, sow a seed in this man's life. To sow the seed is all. The rest is up to God. If God says give, you give. That's it. You've done your part. You've done your part. Doesn't matter. Anything else doesn't matter. Because what matters is between you and God. Even if the person becomes a fool and, and even becomes like the, the seed that you sow in his life makes him stupid and makes him proud. That has nothing to do with you. You were told, go and give this. You did it. Thank you, Jesus. Learn the little things. Why Moses was not allowed to enter? You see, when we go to Israel, you see, we'll stand there in that... In that in that one place, in that one place, you see many things because that is where blind Bartimaeus was. Right there. And that's the river Jordan. But then outside Jericho, where Jesus was walking, Jesus walked from Jericho all the way to Jerusalem. Jericho is the last town. It was an oasis. So it's in the desert. You see just an oasis before you come to Jerusalem. It's all, on its own. There's no other town, only Jericho. It stands alone. And all the rest is desert. So before you come to Jerusalem, you have to come to Jericho. That's where blind Bartimaeus was. And when you stand there, you just look and you see a range of mountains like that. That's where Moses stood and looked and saw the whole of Israel. I said, you can't enter because of a little thing. Yeah. So, sometimes I talk to missionaries, I say, bring people to your mission. And they will not do it. They will say, we are doing prayer, visitation, counseling, this, that. The one thing, this is what they cannot do. I've spoken to, I said, speak in tongues. You will not, you will not do it. So be there. Be there and say, I am a man of God. <laughs> be there and be admiring me. Yeah, if you will not speak in tongues and you keep on being more natural and more human and more natural, be there. I hope you get what I'm saying. So God is looking for people that are not going to fail in the mission of God. You cannot fail. Failure is not an option. Rise up and do what it is. If God says go to Ghana, just get going. If God says marry, marry. God told me to marry and I married. It may look like a little thing, but marry. Skip all the other formalities and marry now. I was on it. I was on it. And before I realized, I was married. Yeah. People thought, ah, why did he marry this way? Why did he marry quickly like that? Is that a problem? Is that a sin? I don't care what they think. Yeah. You can think what you think. He told me to marry. In a dream, I said, okay, I'm married. I'm out of here. I delivered myself and I was married. I, why did he? What happened? What's going on? We've heard he's married. That's what was the news in town. We heard he's married. Married. <laughs> it's your problem, brother. It's a problem, sister. He said, married, and I was married. He said, have sex. Have it. Just do it. Get to the job. Do it. Little things. I told the brother, have sex. I, I said, your wife and your old girlfriend, which one you have more sex with? I said, oh, my old girlfriend. I said, look, you get to the job with your wife. 
looking. Just have said, you, you think, and a small thing. Obey. Tell us to pray. Tell us to wait on God. Tell us to read a book. Tell us to do something big. Tell us to fast. When you tell something small, oh, who are you? <laughs> I've not seen a serious man of God who doesn't marry early. For usually. Usually you marry. It's usually a sign that he's a man of God. He's serious. He realizes he knows something. I'll fall into sin. I have to marry now. Come, let me marry you quickly. Yes. Caribbean brothers and sisters, if you are serious with God, you get to the job, marry and don't be a homosexual. Don't say, I can't talk to girls. I will talk to boys. You see, you don't do something that looks little. Then before you realize, you've veered off completely. Derek Prince said to, and it resonates in my soul. God said to me, obey me in the big things and obey me in the little things. It resonates in my soul. Recently, I saw a brother, and he was having a situation in his marriage, and I gave him a piece of advice, and he didn't take my advice, and I said, that's it. I will not say a word anymore on, concerning this little area. Yeah, be in it, and be there. Yeah. And he's going down. He's going down. Not from lack of prayer or lack of commitment. Very intensely committed to God. But a little thing. Do this. And then obedience in a small thing. Learn it. Learn it. Yes. Maybe you are a lady... Lady man of God. Don't be a lady, lady, lady of God. <laughs> lady of God. Now, you're going to be a lady of God, right? Yes. Lady of God, lady of God, lady of God. And I say lady of God. What's the name again? Aliyah. Yeah. And I say, Aliyah, you're going to be a lady of God. Do you know how to fry eggs? Yes. And now I say, now I say, I want you say, she says she doesn't know how to fry And I say, I want you to learn how to fry egg in every way. Sunny side up, sunny side down. This you know how you know. How, you see, you, you have to know how to. When I say egg, I mean egg. And I say learn how to fry egg. I will you? What do you? We don't talk about prayer, fasting. What do you? What are praying, fried egg, outreach, crusade? Yes. I've told people something simple like this. It their whole life depended on it. They didn't believe me. They didn't believe me. Learn how to fry egg. I mean, this is just an example, fry egg, but fry kangaroo, anything that you want to fry. Lizard, anything, snakes. Just learn how to fry something. They don't want to learn it. And then later on, you realize you are not able to be a lady of God anymore. You're not able to be a lady of God anymore. Are you listening to me? Sit down. 
Tell your neighbor, the islands are going to wait for somebody who will not fail. Wow. Which means what? Somebody who will obey God in little things and in big things. Yes. That's failure. Failure proof. Obey God in little things and in big things. You see Ida singing here and she's you are singing all her songs. She's a superstar. Yes. Now, she's not only obedient in big things, but in little things. Wow. Otherwise, she wouldn't be here. I've had many singers, many singers, try to get them to obey in little things and in big things. And you see them huffing and puffing. Huffing and puffing. Have you seen that song that the, the, the wolf was huffing and puffing, huffing and puffing? What's the daughter's song? Three, three little pigs. Three little pigs. They half and they puffed and they blew the house down. But what about the wolf? Well, the wolf also huffing and puffing. No, no, the three little pigs. The wolf was huffing and puffing. The wolf was huffing and puffing whilst they were in the house and then the house came down. You tell people to do something little and you see them huffing and puffing. Who does he think he is? Why should he tell us to do this? Why do you talk about my hair? Why do you talk about my lips? Why did he, why did he talk about my hair? Why did, he, why did he say I was wearing a wig? Why should he say that I'm wearing a wig? What does my wig have to do with him? Hey, hey, sorry, 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 sorry. 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 Sorry, I leave you awake and your issues. One day, there was a certain sister. Nobody was choosing her. Nobody was choosing her. And I have a pastor, he's a very good pastor. Oh yeah, I love that pastor. He called her one day and said, follow me. And he took her to a shopping mall. And he said to her in the mall, my sister, you cannot attract a brother in these jeans you are wearing every day. Yes. Out of his heart. Yes, he said you wear this jean every day, these trousers, you look like a boy. So he said, buy, buy this one. She humbly took, let's go, next one. Next one. Next one. I pay, we go. She wore the four dresses. There was a brother in the church who saw and said, I'm telling you, she will tell you herself. She will tell you herself. Wahoo! This is a real wahoo. This is a wahoo. The brother looked and saw and said, Wahoo! And she was one of the few sisters who was able to receive a proposal. 
in those days, the song, oh, brother, bro, it was not, it was not in existence in those days. <laughs> a little thing. Little obedience. Instead of huffing and puffing, why should you tell me this? Huffing and puffing. Why do you tell me the huffing and puffing? You tell me how to, you tell me about my hair. You tell me this. You tell me that. One day I met a sister. I said, this lipstick. I told her, I, I told her the type of people have that, who have that lipstick. She wasn't happy with what I said. I said, I'm telling you. Yes, it's a type of person. It's a type of person who had that lipstick. Yes. Yes, it's a type. It's not a good type. Yes. So you see, no, so what I'm telling you is you need to believe. Don't be rigid when it comes to things you see as little things. Don't be rigid. Yes. If somebody tells you, you are looking nice, you, you can ask the person, am I looking nice or the dress is nice? So, the dress is nice. Am I looking nice or the dress is nice? There's a difference. And sometimes, sometimes they even mean the dress is nice and they don't even mean you in the dress. There are, there, are, there are three stages. It's you nice, the dress nice, and you in the dress. Wow. You, the dress, and you and the dress. One day, a lady had a crisis in her life and her marriage. And God gave me a word of wisdom for the lady. But the word of wisdom was not what she was expecting. Because it was a different kind of word from what she was expecting. When I gave her the word, she could not receive it. And I said, you don't receive, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy. She didn't receive it. I watched her going crazy. Yes. I watched her going crazy. Little things. Big things. I'm too big for little things. Sorry. Tell the person who is too big, excuse me, we are sorry for trying to intrude into your expensive special life. We would tell the person you won't say anything about anything anymore. That is how relationships spoil. Yes, that's how relationships so. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. Sorry. Sit down. Tell your neighbor the island is waiting for somebody who will not fail. Somebody like Moses. Somebody like Jesus. 
Somebody who obeys in big things and in little things. Wow. 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 Is it amazing? Isaiah chapter 42. Look at it. Behold my servants, my servants, whom I will uphold, in whom my soul delighted. I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. There's two. He shall not cry. He's not going to rush. Nor lift up his voice to be heard in the street. That means he'll not be preaching at the wrong places. Preaching secular messages in the street. Come on now. A bruised reed shall he not break. Smoking flesh shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Verse 4. Beautiful. Beautiful. And he shall not fail. I like this part. He shall not fail. He shall not fail. He shall not fail. That means not in your eyes what is failure, but what God says is failure. You didn't obey me. Yes. What God says is failure. Because you may look at me and think I'm a failure. There are people who've come to see me and say, Anakazo Bible School, please, it must be turned into a university. It must be turned into it. Including, including men of God. Recently, a man of God, I said, well, you know, university, I told him, please, sir, I have not received the revelation of a university. Yeah, so to me, you, you may think I'm, I'm not successful because it's not a university. I don't have no plan of building no university. I'm not doing, God no told me to build no university, man. I'm building Bible school and preaching gospel and planting churches. I may not be successful to you, but I'm sure I'm successful to God. If I do what he says, I'm successful. Is it easy to understand? Beautiful. I think we'll just take a break now for supper. All right? I hear it's supper time, 7 o'clock. You don't want to go for supper? But I hear supper is waiting. When I move into, he shall not fail. We're going to be here for one more hour. He shall not be discouraged. Hey! I see a Caribbean mission that will not fail in Jesus' name. Now, all of you guys who came from England, America, Ghana, whatever nations and island, I proclaim over you, you shall not fail. All of you who are locals from Jamaica, from Trinidad, from St. Lucia, from Haiti, from Barbados, from Bahamas, you shall not fail. You shall not fail. You shall not fail. From Granada, you shall not fail. In Jesus' name. You cannot, you will not. We were in Jamaica. We were in Jamaica last, last week. And we commissioned, we commissioned 13, 
cathedrals. So we're like, our mission is to build 12 cathedrals. And I want to see my first Jamaican bishop. It will not fail. It will not fail. It will not fail. It shall not fail. It shall not fail. It shall not fail. He shall not fail. I mean, it's as simple as that. You shall not fail. It will not fail. You will not fail. We shall 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 not fail, 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 we shall not fail. We shall not fail. In little things, in big things. Amen. We shall not fail. We shall not fail. Amen. Sit down. So, I want you to go, listen. This Caribbean mission is rising to explosive tornado levels. Anointed men of God, anointed ladies of God are coming forth out of this mission. Failure-proof missionaries. Yes. Failure-proof. Idiot-proof. Failure-proof. In Jesus' name. Obedient in little things obedient in big things. He shall not fail. Watch it carefully. He shall not fail. Ben, you will not fail in Haiti. Not fail. Not fail. Read it and believe it. You will not fail. You will not fail in Jamaica. You not fail. Not fail, Ricardo. You will not fail. You will not fail. This is the word of the Lord to you. Believe it. You shall not fail. Throughout my medical school, I never failed. By the power of God. One time, I was doomed to fail. 
was doomed. Because in the practical exam, we had been given blood to look at and diagnose the type, to diagnose what it was. As soon as I saw it, I said, this is blood. <laughs> then I said, diagnose what is it? And it was anemia. Anemia. That is, the blood cells are not enough. But then we have different types, and each type looks different. So when you look, you're supposed to see microcytic hypochromic anemia, small cells, small color. Microcytic hypochromic. But when I looked, and it was iron deficiency anemia, that is that type. That was the commonest type, and that was what they had given us. But when I looked, I saw megaloblastic. <laughs> that means that the cells are big. So I'm supposed to see small, and I saw big. <laughs> and then all the questions for the whole exam. What is the cause of this? What happens? What are the symptoms of this? So how, what is the treatment? How do you do this? All related, all the questions related to whether you see the truth. And I saw the wrong one. The cause of the first one with the small cells is iron deficiency. The cause of the second one with the big cells is B12 deficiency. Different things. So I looked and I saw the big one and I answered all the questions. All was wrong. All. All. And I was now headed for failure. But when the word says, he shall not fail. As I did, there are different sections of the exam. Different, 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 different. Then it came to the last section. The oral exam. I was sitting before eight professors with all my results there. And then they started to question me. Question me, question me, question me, question me. Ask me questions. Different questions. They put a brain in front of me. They said, what is this? I said, it's a brain. <laughs> I said, what is in the brain? I said, I said, tumor. They said, what tumor? What you tell us what tumors you know. And I mentioned all the tumors I know in the world from the brain. And I knew that was the end of my knowledge. If they ask another question, <laughs> that would be a disaster. <laughs> then they asked me a very strange question, which normally they shouldn't have asked. They said, do you know any tumor in the brain which causes a blood disease? A tumor in the brain which causes a blood disease. And I said, yes. They said, what? I said, cerebellar hemangioblastoma. It was like an aeroplane that has started to lift up up of the... Yes. They were shocked. When he asked, what is this? I told them. They were quiet. They said, how do you diagnose it? And I started to give them the calculations of the types of blood cells and the percentages and the 
figures. And they were all quiet because they didn't know themselves the answer to the question. Wow! This has not failed. I prophesy over your life. It may seem that you are going down. Now, do you know what happened in that exam? This is the same exam where I saw the iron megaloblast. Instead of seeing the small, I saw the big. I topped my class. I got a distinction. I won a, I didn't win a prize because there was no prize. But I won a prize. I won an air ticket to England. I won many things. The one who seemed to be going down. Now, I prophesy over your destiny. I say, you may seem to be going down, 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 but God is going to surprise you. We are going to go up, 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 up. You shall not fail. You shall not fail. Amen. You shall not fail. Amen. Some people think you are failing. But I came to tell you, you shall not fail. The islands have been waiting for somebody who is not going to fail. I see your exam result in that blood and you, listen, wait. I saw that you got it wrong. And I saw that you were going down. But I see an angel taking you above. You see? That day, the professor who asked me, he thought he was throwing a wild shot. <laughs> he, maybe he thought he was going to sink me. Kamita Ayoba Samera Bayomo. Something thinks it's coming to sink you finally and permanently. But that was it. When I, when I mentioned that one word, even you can see that the word is very long. That was when the engines of the plane, the power came into the engine. And it lifted me into the air. You'll be lifted higher in the name of Jesus. You'll be lifted higher in the name of Jesus. You'll be lifted above failure in the name of Jesus. Go back to your seats. You shall not fail. You shall not fail. You shall not fail. Amen. And you will not be discouraged too. Amen. Father, thank you for the guidance of your mighty spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are grateful for this powerful opportunity we have to serve you for the rest of our days. Bless us mightily as we carry on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Take out an offering. Hmm.
How long? Okay, take out your offering. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity we have in you to give mightily in Jesus' name. Are you giving a good offering? I, I don't have this feeling of a good offering. Check your offering again. Re-recheck the offering. Let's give a good offering. Um. Shalama sata balama Father, thanks again for this opportunity to give in Jesus' name. Amen. Ashes received offering. Is to serve 
return you will see such a big difference between those who serve the Lord and those who serve him not. No, you don't want to miss your call to fulfill your ministry. No, 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 no. You must respond to his love. You know what you must do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't want to fail in my mission. Oh, no. I just want to do his will. My purpose is to serve the Lord with gladness and with joyfulness. And return you will see such a big difference between those who suffer and those who serve and not those who serve the Lord and those who serve and not those who serve the Lord Hallelujah. Thanks, Jesus, for this blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Sit down. Dinner has been postponed. When we, when we close, then we have dinner, that's all. Then we come in the morning. Yeah. Dinner shall wait for you. Just as the islands are waiting for you. So what are the islands waiting for? Number one. You're waiting for what? A servant of God. Who does what? Who serves the interests of God? The islands are waiting for a servant who serves the interests of God. And number two, the islands are waiting for someone who is anointed, who has the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to... Speaking in tongues. You are going to speak in tongues. The islands are going to hear tongues like they've never heard it before. Number three. The islands are going to wait for who cannot and will not fail. Amen. Amen. What does that mean? Someone who obeys in little things and in big things. Amen. Now, the next one is the islands are going to wait for somebody who will not be discouraged. Oh. 